Hello, I'm a law student on the on the road to bar admission. So, why I chose to study law? My main reason was because I didn't want anything involving maths, physics, or chemistry. So, I feel like I chose my strengths, which were languages and humanities. I guess the easy way out. <laughs> that that's what I thought. <laughs> my second uh, second influence was from my parents i guess you can say i'm one of those kids whose parents really influenced their degree choice because my father really influenced me to study law and i was like hey sounds like a good idea why not and lastly the most common reason which is I like what I saw in the movies from Law and Order to Suits to all the other legal dramas you know it makes everything look so easy and so flashy so I was like hey I want to be that I want to do that <laughs> yes hey guys Karibu welcome to Kama's podcast that was a friend of mine introducing us to today's episode which is focused on being a law student in Kenya. So we get the whole university experience, what it's like, um, you know, joining KSL, the Kenya School of Law, and then being admitted to the bar, some of the challenges they experience, including examinations. And um, so I have a few people who are contributing. I feel this episode would be very interesting, especially for the law students. And so I hope you enjoy. So my episode on law students in Kenya begins with my one-on-one interview with a close friend who explains to me in the interview of how she decided to start her law degree and her journey to the point where she graduated and became admitted to the bar and now is an advocate of Kenya. So maybe you can tell me why did you choose to do law? Okay. Um... There's no specific reason that I chose to do law. I remember when I was uh, when I was finishing high school, I I knew that I either wanted to go to drama school, I wanted to study theater, or I wanted if that didn't work out, I wanted to do law. And um, I didn't want to go to drama school in Kenya. So when my results came out, um, I just decided, you know what? Let me just go the law way and. If ever this drama bug comes back to me, then maybe I can never go back to theater school. So the drama bug just left when the results came in? No, it didn't leave. <laughs> it didn't leave. I think it's just that I didn't feel like I had the opportunities and the resources to 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 take that route in Kenya. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so what was your law journey like, let's say, from the time you enrolled in school up to the point when you cleared? Um, it was more or less... Nothing really much to write about, write home about. Um, it was just the normal law students' journey. You know, you join university, or you're you're young, 
you go into school you meet new people you go in and some people already know they want to study law because they want to fight for justice yeah and they don't know what. <laughs> you had all these ideas already yeah people used to, people used to say you know i i witnessed i don't know what and what happening and that's the day i uh-huh. knew i wanted to be a lawyer <laughs> and i never used to feel those things uh-huh. funny enough yeah. you know so i was there because I knew that I wanted to be a lawyer but I yeah. didn't have a specific mm-hmm. reason. So you go into university you meet new people first year, you know, people are studying second year and then obviously you mesh into the whole university culture. Mm-hmm. You're a young adult, you're moving with life. So you take it as they come. You're studying, you're doing exams, you're, you're studying, you're doing exams, you're studying, you're doing exams, yeah. participating in programs here and there. Mm-hmm. So that was what my journey was like. And so after you finished mm-hmm. um you know enrolled at is it KSL? Yes. Yeah, so okay, obviously I've heard how you know those exams are so tough. It's mm-hmm. one year and then at the end of it all you do a set of exams and if you succeed you become you know you become admitted to the bar. Mm-hmm. But like between KSL university and to the point now when you graduated. Yeah. Like, what do you feel have been your greatest challenges? Oh wow, I think my greatest challenges have been at the in university i had um i i had one i had one paper that gave me a challenge mm-hmm. um i was towards the end i had i had pretty much breezed through and then towards the end i had one paper that was a bit it was my first and only visit yeah. in university yeah and then I I went I I got through that obviously and I got into KSL with my peers with my classmates mm-hmm. and then now KSL um I did we did my I did my exams I thought I had done pretty well and then my results came out I had not done well in one paper and that paper took me a whooping 2 years <laughs> <laughs> two years to do and finish with yeah it. and finish with i remember when um, my classmates were getting um, because we have we have the way the KSL exams are structured mm-hmm. there's normally the first receipt and if you receive the first receipt and you do well you're going to be admitted with most of your peers right. because majority of students I don't know how those, how they mark the exams or how they do whatever but majority of students don't get all nine passes at the same time mm-hmm. and even if you do there's always the issue of pupillage when you start a pupillage it's very bureaucratic if I may say mm-hmm. so I remember when my peers were getting admitted I felt so bad I even deactivated all my social media yeah <laughs> I had all those yeah pictures of people all dressed up yeah I remember I was so I was feeling so so bad yeah yeah but then i got through it yeah just so i got i got admitted a few months after my peers mm-hmm. yeah but i think the most challenging thing with KSL was definitely the exams mm-hmm. and then um you know there's also the intimidation you know you go to you're in KSL and there are all these people who are working in these big law firms they're yeah. working half day mm-hmm. you know <laughs> there are all these people who have done um, uh, so many internships during uni sometimes you're sitting in class 
and people are talking about you know yeah 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 you know the, the, the lawyers have this thing of calling each other wakili 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 yeah <laughs> yeah and there's so much pride in that wakili title yeah right? I, i remember i used to be so intimidated i used to feel like i know nothing yeah when i'm around such people <laughs> <laughs> so that was that's been my journey yeah really yeah and i don't know i find your nini so interesting like the profession because mm-hmm. like my mom is also in in law and mm-hmm. she tells me like when they go for lunch mm-hmm. And she's with you know guys who are above her, like mm. her seniors. Mm. Then you're not allowed to pay for lunch. It's like a thing. Yeah, people. Yeah, there's there's that thing. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get the chance of doing privilege in a law firm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did privilege in house. Mm-hmm. But I also experienced that you know when you're going anywhere with your seniors, you're not allowed to pay for things per okay. se. I know people who work in law firms really used to enjoy going to court because after court their seniors would buy them tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there's free lunch, there's tea, yeah. there's samosas, everything. Yeah. So anywhere you go, it's true. It's actually true. Mm-hmm. Anytime I have interacted with people who are senior than me in the profession and who, you know, let's not just assume that anyone can do it mm-hmm. and who have the ability to do it, I've not really had to pay for things. Okay. Yeah. Is it like an unspoken rule or something? I think it's just a culture that grew. Ah, yeah. Okay. It's not really a rule or anything. <laughs> I think it's something you get into the profession and you see people doing yeah. and you pick it up because i know right now if i was to meet somebody who's two years my junior in the profession yeah i and we are and we're we are from a professional setting and mm. we go somewhere for tea i don't think i would be comfortable yeah. letting them foot the bill yeah. or pick up their own bill mm. yeah okay so now like for you you said your exams were hard and like for many people you don't get all nine passes mm. or there's just some kind of mix up towards mm-hmm. your graduation Yeah. So um I don't know I think like I saw somewhere like on the newspaper that some students even do KSL to court or something. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you do an exam once mm-hmm. you do it again yeah. and again it's like and then you guys also have a limited number of times you can repeat those exams, right? Yeah. I don't think it's KSL per se mm. because KSL the the mandate is to instruction, yeah. So mm-hmm. they teach. Mm-hmm. Our exams are administered by the Council of Legal Education. Oh. Yeah. So maybe they took stage got I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. But yeah, so no, so I was mm, saying mm. okay, like for you that was a challenge. Mm. And so I wanted to know like do you feel like there was any contribution from the school on that part or for mm. you like what would what would you recommend mm. for that when these challenges because you know um it can be so discouraging. You've done the exam once, twice, yeah. and then there's these limits. So what would you suggest like for guys who are struggling or also like stuff like maybe the the schools can do or these other professional bodies related mm-hmm. to law mm-hmm. to make it easier for students then it just to pass and have a you know like a good time in school actually okay i think one of the things would be um proper syl- syllabus coverage um with the school i'm not saying that there's no proper syllabus coverage but i think there can there can be more there can be better mentorship within the school mm-hmm. for the students mm-hmm. and then i think the advice i would have for students struggling with exams is first of all don't lose hope yeah i remember when i when i when i when i failed the exam the second time there's normally the i did the i did the paper july july november and the other july so when i failed in november yeah <clears throat> i remember telling my parents I'm done. <laughs> This thing I'm not doing it, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, but then um I remember my parents were like, "No, no, no. 
we are not done until we are done. And I think that's what kept me yeah. going because first of all, it's very expensive. Mm -hmm. To sit a paper is um, five. The first sitting is five thousand, mm -hmm. which I think you pay to the council. If I'm not wrong, I don't even remember. It's been a while. But then to receipt a paper is ten thousand shillings. Oh. So you can imagine somebody having to receipt a paper three times, four times, five times. That's yeah. about fifty thousand shillings. And that's just for one paper. That's just for one paper. And don't forget that the school fees at Kenya School of Law is already above a hundred and fifty thousand shillings. Wow. You know, yeah, and you have these students coming from all walks of life and all backgrounds. Obviously, there's somebody who can pay 150,000 shillings in one sitting, mm -hmm. and there's somebody who, even for them to raise, there are people who take years to go into KSL because of yeah. the amount of money it costs for legal education in Kenya. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so don't give up. I know it can be challenging mentally, emotionally, and mostly financially, especially if. If you're like, no, 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 I'm not sitting an exam again, let me remark. Remarking is 15K. Wow. Actually, remarking is 15K? Yeah. So when you decide you're not accepting these results, mm. um, and, you, and you demand for a remark, mm -hmm. and they accept, you have to pay 15,000. 15, which is even more expensive than the exam. Which is more expensive than the exam. And then you, remarking does not guarantee your pass. Mm -hmm. So you could remark and still have to receipt. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty financially draining, okay. if you ask me. Mm. Yeah. Right. So now, for you, since you finished, um, you've been working, but like, what kind of law are you practicing now or do you hope to practice in future? Um, um, I have mostly practiced corporate and commercial law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I know when people look at lawyers, all they see is court. People in the in the courtroom uh -huh. and all that thing and I think um, people who practice litigation, I actually admire people who practice litigation mm -hmm. and I mostly admire the people who 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 brought other lawyers into litigation practice because I believe litigation practice requires a lot of mentorship mm -hmm. you know you know I've tried it I've tried going to court and all those things yeah and I'm happy with where I am I'm happy practicing corporate, <laughs> <laughs> corporate and commercial law yeah and Currently, I work in house. Okay. Yeah. So you feel like maybe that litigation part—it's not relevant. Like, um... I think let's 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 try to be let's try to be broad-minded. The legal profession is a broad spectrum. Spectrum. Mm -hmm. In fact, I remember when I was in uni, many people used to tell us choosing to do law was a wise decision because they say it's a very versatile. What is it called? Profession. Versatile profession. <laughs> yeah yeah so you can do like i feel like there's so many so many disciplines that you can you can venture into yeah. as a lawyer mm -hmm. that don't necessarily require you to go to court yeah yeah and don't i know people feel intimidated when they tell people oh i'm a lawyer and they ask you oh but for which farm do you practice yeah, yeah no yeah. to be a lawyer you don't have to be practicing in a farm mm -hmm. you could be working for the government you could be working for a private company you could be working for an ngo you could just be doing your own independent consulting yeah yeah okay yeah now that sums up the first round of interviews that I had for this episode. I have a little more for you and maybe you can see yourself in these other stories.
Well, my journey as a Kenyan law student. So it was quite smooth, very ordinary, nothing. Nothing so extraordinary, honestly. Lecturers, there were both the ones who were so involved and the ones who could care less. You know, the ones who don't come for lectures. The ones who in the ones who are so forceful with information and classes so yeah i guess for just general projects exams cuts finding your way into getting yourself signed into class even though you're not there <laughs> yeah but the strict ones the friendly ones i enjoyed my time as a student i yes i did all that a campus student would <laughs> and i enjoyed it on my greatest challenges and frustration as a law student is availability of material i feel like they're so outdated backdated even though like information should be readily available in the 21st century i feel like it wasn't for me in campus it was you have to search every nook and cranny if you go to the library it's just it's just backed outdated things you might need to even have a lawyer in the family to give you like cited cases that they've done to give you their legal books from their office like you need to have connections <laughs> even if it's just materials for learning so it's quite challenging um secondly the usual lack of opportunities job opportunities are very very scarce for law students i guess so the fact that it's lack of experience but if you don't get experience from from when you're that fresh then how are you supposed to start it's quite hard the lack of opportunities really sucks it's quite frustrating in kenya um what law i hope to practice in future is corporate law or convincing because that's where the money resides and we go where the money resides where the money resides <laughs> hi everyone my name is abigail Oma Onyango. i'm a lawyer by profession and i undertook my law degree in choir known as also the Catholic University of Eastern Africa, located in Karengata. <laughs> yeah. And basically why I decided to pursue law is because I have a passion for law. And um, that was decided. Actually, I decided that I'm going to pursue law by the time I was in class 7. So for me, it has always been law, law, law. I've never thought of myself doing anything else. So, yeah, I had a passion for it, still have a passion for it, so I decided to pursue it. So immediately after my high school education, I joined Queer to pursue my, uh, my law degree. That was in 2013. And uh, let me tell you something, I feel like <laughs> before someone joins law school, there should be, you know, like a pep talk, because people have all these ideologies in their mind of how law school is going to be, how your life as a lawyer is going to be. And let me tell you, <laughs> the shock that will hit you is going to be 
quite intense because Elsa and uh, underwent the same shock. It's not like suits uh what you watch on TV the series that people watch and they think law is all about um <laughs> it's all about arguing in court dressing well having good english no there's actually so much to read in law and i mean a lot like volumes and volumes of books and case laws and uh, i wasn't prepared for that i knew there would be intense reading but i didn't know like it was going to be like deep intense on a scale of 1 to 10 We are talking about an 11. <laughs> yeah. So that was the shock I got in law school. Uh when I joined the yeah, in law school basically in choir. Also because there's so much to read and most of the time you you're in class or you're doing cut and you know you have this this bar you've set for yourself and also there's so much pressure and expectation. Your social life deteriorates. Like I think mine moved from well as I'm so social but I think it moved from like a 6 to <laughs> a 2. Yeah. Because by the time you realize your social life has deteriorated, you're a bit in like into deep into the into your low books. And also it takes a toll on your mental health. Because you bury yourself in books, sometimes you forget that you have a social life, so you end up dealing with a lot, and it's all bottled up. So I actually struggled a little bit. There's also receipts that <laughs> you will do a couple. You probably sit for a couple because law school. Very few people actually have a smooth sailing journey in in law school. It's it's quite it's quite tough. So yeah, I had a few receipts. Did like there's this. The, you'll do for me i had like one paper i sat like three times but eventually my high was i finally graduated <laughs> with the second class uh, in 2017 so after i was done with my law degree i decided to join kenya school of law that's ksl and this was another place where <laughs> also was 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 quite intense Um in this school you meet people from everywhere not only in not only people who did the law degrees in Kenya from everywhere around the world who want to practice law in Kenya because that's basically the institution you have to pass through for you to be admitted to the bar and when i talk about the bar i'm not talking about the drinking bars i'm talking about the role of advocates so that you can practice in Kenya And here it's it's like uh the pressure is not even three times it's like 10 times what you were dealing with in university because it's like your four years of uh your law your law journey in university compressed in one year and there are nine units for you to sit for so you will start with the orals you will do your projects then there's a written exam which is also really difficult for most people to pass at uh, on the first sitting the pass rate is quite quite low so i was um, um, i was actually, I actually sat for my first sitting written exams in 2018 and i failed some so i sat some in november in 2019 and i failed again and because of corona in 2020 i basically didn't um, 
didn't there were no exams that were administered so that's basically my greatest challenge like my greatest greatest challenge in my law journey up to date is that because can you imagine a whole year not sitting for exams which means uh you're not sure when when exactly when exactly you'll be admitted because exams have not been administered uh you don't know even if you'll pass them and even if you do you don't know when exactly you'll be admitted to the bar because there's normally a list and there's a procedure so the uncertainty for me has been intense we also have the issue of um the financial strain because um it can sell a receipt just one paper will cost you 10,000 shillings. So the more receipts you have to do, the more money you will cough. And uh, remark is just something on its own. Something else on its own because that's like 15 shillings. I mean 15,000 shillings and you're not sure if <laughs> you will pass or you will fail again. So it's a gamble. So basically those are some of my greatest challenges I have undergone through law school until this particular point uh if i was to recommend any um if i was to recommend any any solutions to the challenges i faced so far in law school i think one of them would be introduction of online exams in ksl just to reduce the congestion because at the moment we are like i think 3000 or 4000 plus students just waiting to sit for the bar exams that's that's a lot that's a huge number so i felt like in 2020 if they had administered the exams online maybe there would be there would be a decongestion in the system but i don't know why up to date ksl does not administer online uh, online exams which still puzzles me i think it's something they should ponder about and uh, introduce 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 it into the system it might be of, it will actually be of great help um the other recommendation is that i would hope that in future uh KSL would revert back to setting the bar exams instead of CLE. CLE is the Council of Legal Education. So basically our training for advocates uh, is done by Kenya School of Law. But the people who set the exams the institution that sets set the exam is the Council of Legal Education and uh, <laughs> I don't think that 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 makes a lot of sense to me. So I think they should actually consider the people the institution that's actually training the advocates and um you know the teachers and the lecturers who are actually teaching in that institutions should be uh, should be in charge of setting our bar exams that's Kenya School of Law but maybe that's that's food for thought <laughs> for them uh so basically what I want to practice in future is uh, uh, I want I want I want to practice corporate law and to be an in-house lawyer for sure because something that they don't tell you is that practicing uh being an active participant of the court that's the litigator an advocate who uh, occasionally goes to court needs passion <laughs> and that's something I figured out when I was doing my pupilage and I realized the passion does not come as easy for me as some people 
I, I preferred uh, paperwork, office work, drafting of documents. So I think I will, I will, I will lean more towards that side because I think that's where my passion lies. And uh, it's it's all dependent on 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 you. If you're comfortable with going to court, then you can be an active participant of the court. But if that's not the route for you, you necessarily don't have to to follow the route that everyone follows or that everyone thinks is the right route. You can make a path for yourself and do whatever works for you. So so far so good. I can't really complain. I have up the ups and downs, but I think the pros will outweigh the cons. <laughs> And that's my journey as a lawyer so far in Kenya. Yeah. So thank you. If I was to recommend any any solutions to the challenges I've faced so far in law school, I think one of them would be introduction of online exams in KSL just to reduce the congestion because at the moment we are like i think three thousand or four thousand plus students just waiting to sit for the bar exams that's that's a lot that's a huge number so i felt like in 2020 if they had administered the exams online maybe there would be there would be a decongestion in the system the other recommendation is that i would hope that in future uh, KSL would revert back to setting the bar exams instead of CLE. CLE is the Council of Legal Education. So basically, our training for advocates uh, is done by Kenya School of Law. But the people who set the exams, the institution that sets, set the exam is the Council of Legal Education. And uh, <laughs> I don't think that, that that makes a lot of sense to me. So I think they should actually consider the people, the institution that's actually training the advocates, the teachers, and the lecturers who are actually teaching in that institution should be in charge of setting our bar exams. That's Kenya School of Law. But maybe that's, that's food for thought for them. Basically, what I want to practice in future, I want to practice corporate law. And to be an in-house lawyer, for sure. Because something that they don't tell you is that practicing, uh, being an active participant of the court, that's the litigator, an advocate who uh, occasionally goes to court, needs passion. <laughs> and that's something I figured out when I was doing my pupillage. And I realized the passion does not come as easy for me as some people. I, I preferred uh, paperwork, office work, drafting of documents, I will lean more towards that side because I think that's where my passion lies. It's it's all dependent on on you. If you're comfortable with going to court, then you can be an active participant of the court. But if that's not the route for you, you necessarily don't have to to follow the route that everyone follows or that everyone thinks is the right route. You can make a path for yourself and do whatever works for you. And that's my journey as a lawyer so far in Kenya. Yeah. So thank you.